welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank & Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank & Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Enterprising Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by the fabulous Peter Guzman. Peter, welcome to Enterprising. Thank you so much. I, I don't know if I've ever heard the word fabulous associated to my name. Well, you know what? You're the president of the Latin Chamber of Commerce of Nevada, the most powerful chamber in the state with over 45 years of community work and business representation. I think that's fabulous. I definitely think that's fabulous, right? When put that way, I agree with you. <laughs> good, good, good. You are also, I know, the founding principal of the OPA Group and an accomplished real estate investor, developer, and broker. Would you start by telling our listeners a little bit about the OPA Group? Yeah, the OPA Group. Wow. So I've been in real estate a long time. In doing so, I remember talking to a dear friend, mentor of mine named Sig Rogic, well-known figure in the political world, worked for three presidents and all that. Anyway, he's been a mentor of mine. And one day he told me, he said, you know, Peter, uh, you're putting a lot of people together, not only through your real estate deals, but you're also from there putting people together. And I'm, and I started getting a lot of requests for those meetings. And he said, you know, there's, there's a business model to that. You should turn that into a business. And literally OPA was created. It kind of took off simultaneously as my real estate career kind of took off, they kind of worked hand in hand together. And I'm very grateful for that. So once again, you're sort of pointing to the power of connection, right? So we do similar work. We're trying to connect people and make good out of it, right? Yeah, I firmly believe that success is, at least in my world, I'll talk about my life experience. Success is all about relationships. It's all about those connections. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So speaking of that, between your work for the OPA Group and the Latin Chamber of Commerce, you have a vast relationship base. How do you manage your time to accommodate your various responsibilities? Well, listen, it's not easy. And I will say that something's got to give. Sometimes some hits get taken. But overall, if you look at the whole picture, it all goes back to relationships. So, so the success of my real estate career, my OPA company, or my success as president of the chamber has all been based on the relationships. So I brought a lot of those relationships from my private sector success into my chamber success. And, you know, everybody wins, right? Because these folks, the chamber is able to help them. Opal was able to help them. So it kind of falls hand in hand. Managing that can sound difficult, but at the end of the day, what I would say is if you stay true and honest, to your promises, you will win. You will have success. So what does that really mean? It means don't overpromise. Don't overpromise what you can't deliver. And so that's kind of how I manage it, right? I manage it by delivering what I say I'm going to deliver. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, and, and how did you first get involved with the Chamber? Well, actually, I met the founder of the Latin Chamber of Commerce. His name is Otto Merida. He literally is the founder I, by chance, met him at 16 years old because the girl I was dating 
her summer job was working at this Latin Chamber of Commerce. (laughs) And so I dropped her off there one day and met this man named Otto. And today she's my wife of 33 years and I love her to death. And there are no coincidences, right? I mean, I firmly believe there's no coincidences in life. And so I met this man that stayed with me. And then later on, when I got into real estate, when I kind of found that my passion was going to be deal making in real estate, I just thought, hey, I should join the chamber. It could increase my business. And boy, it did it. It really did. And from there, I became a volunteer board member, volunteer treasurer. And throughout 20 plus years, I just was involved in the chamber. And then six years ago, you know, Otto started telling me that he was getting tired. He had been president for 40 plus years. Wow. And asked me if I had any interest. How could you turn that one down, right? (laughs) That kind of intrigued me. I was about to become an empty nester. My daughter was going off to college and I knew I was going to have some free time and was worried about that because I'm very, very involved in my kid's life. Both me and my wife are. And this seemed to be the perfect timing. Again, no coincidences in life. And I went ahead and jumped in, jumped in and did it. That is a fabulous story. Well, so one of the things that I had wanted to ask you is how do you make connections mutually beneficial? How do you give back and show mutual appreciation? And you're you're kind of describing that already. Do you have a particular tactic or approach that you take to make sure that you know, as you said, conversa- or, uh, relationships really drive everything. Yeah. Again, I like to talk about my life experiences, and some of it co- will sound corny to some. I'm just giving it to you how it is. And it's as simple as this. I ask people, how can I help you? Yeah. My staff at the chamber, we don't ask anything else. We don't ask whether you're Hispanic, not Hispanic, white, black, gay, straight. We ask, how can we help you? And then we deliver. Mm-hmm. That is how I live my life. That's how I lived it in my real estate world, my OPA group world, and now as chamber world. I ask, how can I help you? And when you tell me what your needs are, I'm going to strategize on how to get you there. You know, I have to say that I don't think there's anything cheesy or corny about that at all. To me, that was a life-changing question in my life where five people who I asked to visit with me about some major career changes that I was planning to make, that they all five asked me, the same questions. You know, some thought I was making good choices, some thought I was making less good choices, but they all said, what can I do to help? And it was a life-changing question. And so I admire you for making that sort of standard operating procedure in all the work that you do. Well, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you recognizing the importance of it. I will tell the audience members that there is some risk. There is some risk attached to that, which I thrive in. Some don't, but you got to think about it because When you ask the question, how can I help you, you need to be prepared to really deliver, or at the very least, that person is owed honesty enough to say, you know what, I may not be able to help you there. Yeah, you got it. I don't ever say that. I literally thrive on the challenge of getting you exactly where you need to be. Well, in sort of some of our pre-conversations, I know that mentoring is a really important thing too. You talked also about being super involved in your daughter's life. How do you sort of bring that to fruition? Why are you so committed to mentoring and and what actions have you taken to help advance young people? Because I know that they're plentiful. Yeah, and that's a, a question that has to be answered with various life experiences. So number one, 
I believe in mentorship. I believe in absolute mentorship, right? I believe that we actually can learn something from every contact we come into. Even if it's a younger person, you think a person that's less educated than you, whatever, there is something to be learned. And the more you, you know, the older I got, I grasped that more and the more success I had, ironically. So I believe in mentorship, right? If you say you call me and you wanna spend 15 minutes with me, I'm gonna find a way to mentor you. However, my greatest mentors in life, my greatest mentorship has happened organically. Mm -hmm. You know, just by embracing the fact that I bump into somebody and I'm gonna take the time to listen and I'm probably gonna learn something. So organically, I met Sig Rogich. Organically, I told you I met Otto Merida who's became a very important figure in my life. And so what I'm trying to get people to understand is don't discount those chance meetings that you that majority of people think are just coincidences no they're actually again not to sound too weird they're actually energies and reasons that these things happen they just are yeah it reminds me of the book the celestine prophecy i don't know if you remember that one it's an old one right yes (laughs) yeah that there are no coincidences that we have messages to share with one another right we have messages to share with one another is powerful i love that And it's just a shame that for whatever reason, sometimes we have to get older and and learn that thing called wisdom before we embrace it. I'm telling young people, the sooner you embrace some of these things that I did not embrace, the quicker your success is going to come. Do you find that you are seeking out young people? Are they seeking you out? Is it a combination? How do you connect with young people? Well, with the chamber, it seems like I come across a lot more young people I have young people working for me in the in the front lobby that are just incredible, that are teaching me and learning from me. I'm learning from them. I guess because of my work, it's put me in front of younger people more often. But I don't know if it's actually seeking. It's just happening. Yeah. Well, kind of back to what you said, the organic notion or the organic nature of connecting with other people. So that makes perfect sense. Is there a particular bit of advice that you share? It doesn't matter, old, young, it doesn't matter. What do you share with other people who want to grow and cultivate their own professional networks? Well, I guess there's a few things, but, and I love sharing the things that I feel have been successful to me. Another mentor in real estate was a man named Lynn Wardley. He told me early on, I mean, when I say early on, I mean, I was very hungry. I was broke hungry and ready to go. He said, Peter, do more listening than speaking. And I'll tell you what, that in real estate was amazing because really when I would go on a listing appointment, you know, the more I listened, I got all the reasons why they're selling their property. And that helped me understand the transaction a lot better. And so I still, to this day, although some will say I talk too much and I probably do, I do a lot of listening, a lot of listening. All the answers are in the listening. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Well, and and people tend to disclose information to you that you may not have even asked uh, just by showing them that you're interested and concerned, right? Correct. And in the art of deal making, of doing deals and transactions in the business world, some of that key information is vital. Yeah. Well, you talked about Lynn, you talked about Otto, you talked about SIG. Is there another interaction that you had with anyone that resulted in a particular breakthrough for you, either personally or professionally? Well, listen, I consider myself a very, very lucky man. My first 
mentor, hero, most important person in my life was my father. Mm. And I know that that's a cliche for some to say, I'm telling you that I feel like I was born. My dad hugged me and never let go. Like it was seriously that much love and intensity and discipline. And, and so he was my hero and I, and I learned so much from him. So many basic fundamental wisdoms that I did not listen to when I was young, but I hear them loudly now. Think about that. You know, that's just life, right? And I think about all any of successes that I've had in life, his voice is in the background with something that he told me that was vital. So I'm a lucky guy. My, my hero was my father. And so the other three gentlemen that I mentioned were definitely, you know, but along the way, you meet people, key people that are important to your life for one reason or another. My wife has been the most important person in my adult life, you know, a person that I've learned from and learned all the key, so many key fundamentals like patience and and working it out and really, you know, a lot of tools that you use in business. You know, you use them in a marriage as well. I mean, listening, being patient, fighting through it, you know, all those things. Yeah, you know, I think too frequently when it comes to business, people think that there needs to be sort of this very specific designation between work and home. And frankly, as you're describing, there doesn't need to be. We just have one life. We have different facets and different components of our lives. But the people we surround ourselves with, we should be delighted to have them at home, at work, in the community, wherever. And you're, you're describing that. If you're doing it right, that's exactly right. That's an important aspect to success is, is the people that you're going to have around you. You know, I remember when I was maybe a little too arrogant on a certain day for my dad. My dad said, you know, son, you know, if you truly believe you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the damn wrong room. Yeah. And he was right, man. That was a wake up call for me. Like, why do I want to be the smartest person in a room? I mean, like if I am, I'm in the wrong room. Yeah. Not going to learn much that way. Right. <laughs> exactly. You want to be constantly learning, growing, absorbing and becoming a better person, man. I'm on a different journey, you know, I've, I've kind of always felt like I was on a different journey. I want success, but success is defined differently for everybody. And I'm constantly, now don't get me wrong, this sometimes can be a little much, but I'm constantly trying to feed my soul. And in order for me to feed my soul, I have to be helping others. So there's days where you're, you know, you really should be satisfied, but you're not. That's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's actually kind of a lovely way to think about things where you can achieve success, financial success, monetary success, deal success, as you've described. But the thing that's really filling your bucket, filling you up are those relationships and, and the people with whom you come into contact. Alana, there's no question about it. I mean, I remember having that conversation with my son about a Range Rover and a car, right? I remember him, I, me telling him, listen, son, there's absolutely nothing wrong with aspiring to want to buy a Range Rover. Number one, I'm not buying it for you because you're going to be more satisfied when you're able to buy it for yourself. And number two, but I want to caution you, son, you're going to be very, very disappointed if you believe that the Range Rover is what's going to feed your soul. The Range Rover, you're going to feel good about reaching a certain plateau level that you chose to do, but feeding your soul is much more than a vehicle, much more than dollars in your bank account. It's much more than that. And now as an adult, he kind of gets that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes we have these totems that help us to identify, you know, we've arrived or or we've sort of achieved some goal. But you're right, that can't be the end. That can't be the thing that we're only aspiring to. The new leather smells good only for a certain period of time. And again, I'm not, I, I want him to aspire to have a Range Rover if that's what's important to him. I just want to make sure that he keeps, and I want all young people to realize that because what will happen is you'll achieve some of those things thinking that that was going to bring you the happiness that you're searching for, and it's not. Correct. A material thing can never do that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, you've met many, many people, and so I can't wait to hear what the answer to this one is. Thinking of someone that you have not yet met, if you could get together with them for a cup of coffee, who would it be and why? And and I don't care if it's somebody fictional, non-fictional, living, no longer living, your choice. Who would you meet and why? Wow. That's a great question. You know, boy, there are quite a few people, I suppose. But if I had to say one person, it would be Ronald Reagan. Is that right? Why? And more now than ever, because in this position that I'm in now, fighting for immigration and a dignified way of handling immigrants that have made such great contributions he actually did something very controversial, gave amnesty to a whole, like 600,000 Hispanics. And today, if you did that, you know, you who knows what would happen. So I would like to have, I would desperately like to have 15 minutes with that man and ask him, you know, what led him to want to do that and, and how much courage it took. So, yeah, Ronald Reagan would be a guy that uh, I would like to have 15 minutes with. Very cool. Love that answer. How about this? What's currently on your nightstand? Currently on my nightstand, there is a cool, I mean, cool frame. I'm going to sound weird because I'm not a techie guy, but I got this frame that's almost virtual, right? It's showing photos of my kids. Love it. And they get to download photos into it whenever they want. I'll get a new photo and it just plays. I think it's the coolest thing, man. It absolutely brings me to a happy place before I go to bed. That's so fun. And do they tell you before they upload these new pictures or are they surprises? Most of the time, no. Love it. (laughs) Have you heard of that frame? I have. I have. A friend of mine has one. And I do think it's fun to just sort of randomly upload some extras and see if they get noticed. So I think that's great. Well, Peter, I have loved talking with you. I just love your energy. Such a great perspective on life and relationships. Tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and the Latin Chamber of Commerce. They could go to our website, lvlcc.com. That's for Las Vegas Latin Chamber of Commerce.com, even though we're Nevada statewide. And listen, if somebody wanted to go find out a little more about me, you could always go to the opagroup.com. I don't promote it a whole lot. Uh, I get embarrassed sometimes, but yeah, the opagroup.com. You can find out more about me there as well and YouTube channels and just punch up Latin Chamber of Commerce and see the great work we've been doing for over 48 years now, actually. And the last five, six years have been really strong. Well, Peter Guzman, thank you so much for joining us on Enterprising Podcast. Alan, I appreciate you wanting to chat with me. I'll do it anytime. And I really like your demeanor. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. 
enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest, and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.